0: Good evening, Internet, and welcome to the 10th episode of the Camera Dads podcast. I am one of the hosts, Mr. Phil Ringsmith, and as always with me on the other side of the Internet is my co-host and brother, Mr. Simon Ringsmith. How are you doing tonight, Simon?
1: Good evening, Phil, coming to you live from the other side of the Internet. Glad to be here for episode number 10. And um, I wanted to mention something before we even get started at all with the episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, do us a favor and subscribe. We wanna hit a hundred subscribers so we can get our own custom URL, youtube.com slash camera dads. We can't do that till we get a hundred. So we promise one video a month, that's all we will do. Uh, You won't get much spam spam. from us. No spam. No spam. So with that being said- good
0: quality dad.
1: Absolutely, every time, free, (laughs) right delivered to you. Uh, And and to fill them, what's tonight's quality camera dad topic all about?
0: So tonight we're talking about what you can do uh, with printing your photos this is something that you and i have kind of bounced around with each other over the years uh, and have always had an interest in and it's kind of an interesting topic because as we uh in in this generation we have sort of transitioned from film cameras like that's what i had when i was a kid Mm -hmm. um where every photo you took got printed to you know and you were much more um careful about yeah. the photos that you
1: took <laughs> you had 24 photos and there was <laughs> money behind each one of those so uh
0: oh yeah yeah um and but now we're in this this completely different world where you can take hundreds of photos thousands of photos and not think anything of it and we've gone back and forth on I think one of our very first episodes was about how to manage that many photos. Yeah, 10,000 yeah. photographs. That's right. I yeah. that was our first. Um, and I think, I wonder, I wonder if sort of the art of printing photos has been lost over these last 20 years.
1: Yeah, it, it's weird because we actually have more options now than we ever did when we were kids, but it seems like people don't print as many photos as when we were kids. And I, maybe that's just, maybe that's not actually true. Maybe people do print more, but yeah, I know what you mean. It seems like for nowadays, pretty something that you'll get around to something, but back 20 years ago, you had to print your photos because it's the only way to see them.
0: Yeah, it's a a whole different thing. I I recall very distinctly this this, uh, trip that I took in fifth grade Uh, my elementary school class followed the Oregon trail across Nebraska.
1: (laughs) I know that trip because (laughs) my wife was with you on that trip.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And one of the things I remember is I had this little purple sort of rectangular. That wasn't a 35 millimeter. I don't know what it was. The rolls of film that you put into it looked like the voicemail icon. Um, Do you have any idea what I'm talking uh, about?
1: Yeah. It is a one. They called it a 110 camera. Um,
0: and I, I, so I went on that trip cool and I still have, I still have all these photos. And, but one of the things I remember is maybe being one day in and already having used a third of the film that I brought.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which is
0: exactly that problem of having to be careful about what you photograph because you're only going to get those prints versus now where are you even going to bother print anything? And if you do, what are you going to do with it? And that's kind of, for me, that's kind of where this idea of printing photos sort of has its roots in how are you going to re-experience those photos yourself? And how are you going to share those photos with other people?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because nowadays um, you don't need to share to print them, to share them. Um, you just you, there's so many ways to share photos that printing used to be the only way. Now it's, it's kind of relegated to the, the, the back row of, uh, of all these possibilities. And you know, my, my, uh, oldest son just had picture day at school and they, we got these price sheets and everything. And, and, uh, the, the, even the pricing on these seems so weird because they, they have, uh, they all come with a sheet of wallet size prints. And I don't, I don't know anyone who who pulls out their wallet to show pictures of anything. It, it's all on their phone, and, and I think I think on these school pictures, um, it, if you got any package thirty five dollars or more, you got a free super tiny digital, like a, a two inch by three inch seventy two DPI. I mean, just like the lowest resolution picture possible, and it says on the on the a order thumbnail, form, basically, yeah. And they're like, you can. If you order $35, we'll send you for free a digital version for sharing online, but it was so low res, you would never want to print it. And it's almost sort of backwards. I think more people would order pictures if they could just get one really nice high-resolution digital file for $35, and then they can decide if they want to print it. But I don't know. that's, That's crazy talk, I guess. I don't know. I don't make these rules, so. We didn't buy any pictures. <laughs> That's an interesting thing that you bring up,
0: <laughs> and this wasn't in our in our notes at all. But um, and it actually leads into our next show already. But when we get photos taken somewhere, family photos, one of the things that we look for is whether or not we can get the digital copies, mm, yeah. like the full size. We own the rights to this digital copies. And I don't want to step on our next show too much, but because we're, we're talking well, about it's, professional it's portraits, but, um, we go there to get prints. We go to a photo place, you know, to, with the kids to get the to get some nice family photos to get them printed, so that we can frame a couple, um, put a couple in their scrapbooks, and then pass the rest out to family members. Mm-hmm. But because we're on the this other side of the coin now we have to make sure that we have the digital copies of those photos. Mostly so that if we wanna order reprints or if we wanna order prints of something else, we can do that on our own.
1: Yeah, and not we have can to take go those digital,
0: those them. Cause sometimes I feel like they're trying to sort of catch you with that. Like mm-hmm. you go to a photo place and you get your photos done so that you can have prints. And maybe that's what people do. Like generally speaking, is they only print photos from a from a uh a portrait studio or something. Um and then they don't print their own. I don't know. But we do we do a lot of our own printing. You, and I, you, I don't mean you printing mean, on a printer here at home. You, I mean you and printing your wife. yeah um we do quite a bit of combing through the photos that we have taken it doesn't really matter which camera they were taken on because our cell phones are pretty much just fine Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we'll make photo books and we'll get photos printed usually at Walgreens.
1: Well, let me, let me, uh, you're, uh, I want to touch on everything you just said because there's so so much good stuff in there. Um, but I want to give a quick overview for any listeners who want to know kind of what generally we're going to be talking about. So hopefully tonight we we've got, uh, Um, under the umbrella of printing photos, we're going to talk about, um, is it important to even print our photos in the first place? And if so, why is it important to print our photos? Um, we're going to talk about how Phil and I decide what photos we print from all the thousands that we have. When do we print them? How do we display them? Um, where do we get our photos printed? And and I'm kind of burying that near the end. If you want like a actual tip (laughs) for what you can do, if you want our advice, um, Phil and I will talk about where we get our photos printed and uh, maybe give you listeners an idea of where to go. And we'll maybe touch a little bit on some uh, technical things like megapixels and full frame versus crop and cell phones and all this stuff. So we'll touch on a little bit on tech stuff. So that's that's kind of a rundown. And I don't know, Phil, do you, can we do it in an hour, in 40 minutes? We're going to – yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> yes. We're going to make this <laughs> we'll
0: happen. we what we can. So, so – Um, with, with that umbrella, thank you for putting that up. No problem. let me ask you what, what's your motivation for printing photos? When you get to that point and you decide that you're going to do some prints for whatever reason, what's that like for you? What's the, what's the process? That's
1: a, that's a good question because it's changed a lot over the years. Um, there's, there's the photos we get printed fall into two main categories. Artwork for the walls and i'm looking up and i see um a picture of a bird and a picture of a unicycle against a tree and these are things that the pictures that we took that mean something to us and then we also print pictures in a photo book once a year Uh, my wife and i go through and and put all the the most important i guess you'd say most memorable photos in the past year into a photo book and yes we are currently about a year and a half behind on that because we have to actually make we got to select the photos and put them in the software and make the book and it's a process anyone who knows it it, it it's a process so um i don't even know what your original question was anymore phil um <laughs> about why do we there's uh, a
0: lot sorry there's there is yeah. a lot of stuff that we have sort of uh written down for this show and, and i think that we're Kinda of gonna jump all over the place a bit.
1: We probably are. And and it yeah, it's interesting but. that you ask me because I think you and your wife, my general sense is you get photos printed a lot more often. And even looking behind you on the on the video feed here, there's one, two, three, at least three, four pictures of your kids hanging on your wall that you had made prints of. And I have nothing. I, I have like a back here is it
0: – some sort it, of it's a artsy
1: well, there. yeah, it's a picture from Spain, I think. <laughs> so I have nothing. <laughs> You've got pictures of your kids.
0: Before we before we started, uh, you you made a comment to me about how the background is, was different here in the office. Uh, and I did that on purpose. This thing, if you're watching the, the video, uh, this sort of artwork display on the wall behind me, um, if you're not watching the video, it's just a couple of, it's a fence post board that's been split in half with some string and hooks tied to it. Uh, And we can hang about 20 photos or artwork, kids artwork, kids drawings, that kind of thing on there. And the reason that I repositioned it here so that you can see a little bit of of, this is I'm in my office. This is where I work. I'm in here four or five days a week. And so when I sit here at the desk, this is always in my peripheral. Not even that. It's like it's right there. And so. Yeah, it's really cool. I'm trying to do the weatherman thing and it's not working, but I've got pictures of one, two, three, four pictures of the kids up there. Mm -hmm. And those were chosen by me from prints that my wife had made for another project that she was doing. She threw in some extra prints and she's like, here's what you have. Here's what you can pick. So uh, I know we're working on this project for your office and here you go. And I was like, yes, I want this one and this one. And what about that one of, of, so-and-so doing such-and-such, and, such. and that just, I don't think that there's a way to replicate that digitally.
1: Well, so why, this goes back to my question of, or not my, but our question of, why do we get prints made? And I, in your case, why wouldn't you just get a, a cheap LCD screen and put it on the wall, and have it rotate through a series of digital pictures because now I can see four pictures and honestly this is one reason my wife and I don't have a lot of pictures of our kids on the on the walls because they grow up so fast that it it almost seems like we're we're slackers if I have got a picture of my kid because it's it's going to be 6 months out of date in no time so why not just have a digital frame on the wall why why Phil why do we get okay. do humans need a tangible piece of printed material why can't we just put a screen up or something like that
0: um i'm no chaos theorist but perhaps it's just because we're human and we tend to appreciate and we resonate well with tangible things um on a less philosophical answer you your very first word in that question to me was cheap <laughs> You said, why don't you get a cheap LCD, uh, you know, digital photo frame yeah. and hang it on the wall. That's the number one reason right there is because most of the time they're junk.
1: Yeah. In I my guess. opinion, it's that's, that's
0: not worth the, they're not, they don't cost very much. And even the ones that do aren't going to be worth it because
1: that's a, you know, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's another gizmo. It's another gadget that you got to plug in. And I'm a gadget guy, for crying out loud. But, I okay, I would rather build my own digital photo frame out of an old laptop for the experience of having done that than the end result of having a digital photo frame on the wall.
1: Well, and, and if I think about a cheap screen, we're still talking, you got to buy the screen, you got to mount it, you got to plug it in, you're going to have cords hanging around. And by that time, if each of those prints on your wall was thirty cents, you could have bought a hundred prints or th- more like the uh, thousands of prints like, like a, a thousand a, prints you could have bought a thousand prints, yes, I'm sorry, <laughs> a thousand prints um <laughs> wow, I felt like Austin Powers one million dollars um but anyway, yeah, you could have bought a thousand prints by the time holy good gravy, phil. That was, a jo- that was the biggest coffee mug I've ever seen. For those of you not watching the video, you just missed out on like the the monster That's truck like of, half gallon. of water bottles. Okay, sorry, Phil. You, That's but, how I like, say so.
0: Dad bod fit. I
1: guess. So by the time you buy all this cheap stuff, these cheap electronics, you've spent the money that you could spend on a ton of prints. So even if we look at the cheapest digital option, it's actually still a lot more expensive than just getting a, some prints made at your local Walgreens. And you got to plug it in. And then uh, what happens if you turn the lights out? You're like, these photos are permanent on your wall, and that screen can be turned off. So
0: yeah, that's just I just that just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It's maybe it's the quality isn't there. Maybe it's the fact that it's got to be plugged in and what happens if your internet connection goes down um, or well, you've got an SD card in there that you got to change photos on. There's just... As much as I like tinkering, and I'm thinking to myself that, Phil, this sounds like the perfect thing for you. What's the matter with you? Something about having those physical prints makes the world a difference.
1: You know, it does. I, um, I don't have a
0: better answer than that.
1: So my wife and I, on our... 10th wedding anniversary, which was last summer, um, we left our, our kids with our parents, um, grandma and grandpa, and we went to Seattle for a couple days. On the way to Seattle, we went to Omaha, Nebraska, and we spent an afternoon at the Jocelyn Art Museum, and we walked around looking at physical artwork and and statues and paintings and and these artifacts from our cultural history and it wasn't screens with artwork there was actual artwork that, that people had sculpted and painted and created and i think even in today's saturated digital world there's there's this connection that that we form that we people form with a, a physical object we can touch and so if i'm if I'm looking at those pictures on your wall phil and is and and I stop by your office and and see these pictures, it's pretty likely because I know myself I'm going to spend more time looking at those four pictures because i can I can hold them in my hand than I would if you handed me your phone and said, "Here's some pictures of my family, I would probably just flip through one by one by one, and we've all been there, right? You just start scrolling and flipping through, and you don't spend a lot of time engaging with each photo. But because these are physical objects, I have more of a connection to them, and I'm, I'm going to be more likely to actually pay attention to them. Would you say? Would you agree with that?
0: Uh, yeah, I would completely agree with that. I was thinking about how because to... I'm always right. Well, yeah, on everything. You're you're a dad. I was thinking about how <laughs> to frame that same comment earlier about taking out your phone and bringing up the photos of whatever. And then just passing your phone around, and uh, that works okay. But it's it's again it's not it's not as physical as just having that that tangible photograph there in your hands. Um, it's not. I don't know.
1: Yeah, and so to me, I like know. I think we, yeah, I think we've established, and I don't know if that's the right term, but I, I think we've made the case for the the benefit of having physical prints. I see a clear benefit. I, It's a pain for us to go through and make these photo books every year. And they have hundreds of photos. I think our last one had 600 pictures in it. And it takes a long time, but I think there's a reason that we do that. So my next question then as we explore this topic is, why why don't we do this more often? What's the barrier here that's preventing... Me or you or other people from getting prints, and how can we overcome that barrier? I don't know. Um, oh man, well, yeah, that's it. Well, see you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: maybe the barrier is I wonder if part of the barrier is that we don't know enough about what the average person actually does, but I think we got a pretty good feel that they don't print as many photos as they used to generally speaking.
1: Yeah, um, that might be true.
0: And maybe the other part of it is that there, there's an inconvenience to it. Now, odd as that may seem, you have to go online, go to Walgreens, go to, um, stock photo book where I can't think of the mm. name of these other ones. Yeah. Um, and and do something you got to build something you've got to choose your photos you got to arrange them if you want to add text you got to add text you got to figure out what size prints you want maybe it's just that there's too much work and as i say that i'm reminded of something that um google announced earlier this year at their io event and i don't know if this is live yet but they're gonna offer a, a photo book service just like Apple did yeah, like 10 yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Google has so much uh machine learning behind them that basically their idea is hey, we you upload all your photos to Google, which is what's something I do. Uh, Google will say, Hey, it looks like you took a trip to Seattle over mm-hmm. the you know that week. And so it's gonna go through and it will pick what it thinks are the best photos of your trip to Seattle and it'll make a book and it'll say, Hey, I made this book for you. Do you want to order it? And then you can order it. You can change it if you want to,
1: but yeah. And, and honestly, that's, um, Phil, you know how I feel about Google, which is not that highly, but I think that's that that's solving a problem that desperately needs to be solved. I, I haven't yet used any photo site and I've u- I've investigated a lot of them that, just makes it easy and you you have to create an account you have to just click yes i want to use flash for crying out loud some of the photo sites still use flash you have to create an album upload photos the album can i drag and drop well maybe then the drag and drop doesn't work you got to select your size you got to crop then you get these warnings to pop up i mean it's just when i think about the process of doing this it's it's so much easier for me to just say never mind I won't do it, and I'll just pull up my phone and use that. And so I think what Google has done is simplify that whole process so much so that you don't even have to they, – they do all that thinking for you. And I I'm, I won't be using that service, but I think it, it's a, a brilliant idea for them to do, and I'm glad that it's that it's out there, and hopefully people will use that, and hopefully other people will do stuff like that because – there's a there's a market, man. There's a lot of people who want to get their photos printed, but they don't because it's just a hassle. And if the the last time I got photos printed, I went to Walgreens because it's close to my house, so I can drive down to Walgreens and get my get my photos. And there's no, I can order three photos if I want and go down and pay ninety eight cents for three photos, and it's not a big deal. But even then, it's still kind of a complicated process. So, I don't know. Yeah, That's, I, I think it's it's absolutely but, worthwhile to get photos printed, but I I don't do it because of all these things, these barriers to entry. And,
0: doesn't that seem odd though? That it. Why should it be so difficult to do something which, if you think about it, twenty years ago was the only way to go?
1: Well, it was weird twenty years you ago. You came from
0: a world where when you when you take your your film prints the only way you can get those is to develop them and have prints and if you want to order bigger ones you go back to the photo store uh and say you know here here's the negatives can I get these prints in an 8 by 10
1: well you know if i it, and now i think one of the biggest barriers to getting photos printed is we have so many and if i want to get some photos printed of my my trip to Seattle or my kid's birthday party or something, I've got 360 photos to choose from. So I've now got to I I have to be selective about which ones I want to get printed. And before, there was no option. You'd walk in with that roll of film and drop it off at the grocery store and every photo got printed and you had four by six or three by four or something. There was there was very few options. And so I think because there was so much less in terms of options available to you, it removed a lot of those barriers to entry. I didn't have to select the photos because they're all getting printed whether I like it or not. I've already selected them in my mind when I took the pictures. That's when I decided that that moment was worth sharing. And it, if I look at some of the prints I've got sitting around in old photo books, nowadays, I would have 25 pictures in my memory card where there used to be just a single picture. And now I'm searching for the the perfect picture. And what if I don't get the lighting right? And Hey, I can you scoot over here because this thing is in the background. And before mm. I couldn't think about that, I just took a picture and there went 5% of all of the pictures that I could take on that memory card, that piece of film or that, that roll of film. Yeah. So. so uh,
0: film. Yeah. That's, that's, I agree with that.
1: Let me, let me ask you then, Phil, um, as, we, as we talk about all this stuff with printing, what, what makes it important to you or, or how do you decide what to display? And I'm asking this because you have some unique ways of displaying your photos. Um, when you get photos printed, do they get buried in a scrapbook? Do they go on your wall? Do they go in frames? And at your old house, you had this wall of photos, and you walk yeah. into your living room and there's there's like fifty photos, in each in frames and all this. So, what do you do once you get over these hurdles and get your photos printed? Then what what becomes of all your images?
0: Well, first of all, it helps to have a wife who really likes getting <laughs> photos printed. <laughs> uh, when when she was younger, she uh, was into photography so much that she would develop her own prints.
1: Are you serious?
0: In a, in a, a dark room
1: man yeah <laughs> many much respect to uh your wife phil yeah.
0: um we have uh at, at her parents house are some of the pictures that she developed herself um you know in high school in a dark room and mm-hmm. she she loves getting photos printed and so that helps um and i wanted to bring up like you said that at my old house which we've we've been at this house two years and we we're at the old house seven years so maybe some of it here, we don't have many photos here. Uh, and maybe we just haven't figured it out yet. But we we had this wall. Uh, it's called an accent wall, where you've got, you know, and sort of this space in a room where you paint one of the walls a different color. And we painted this wall, this really sort of bold, dark red, kind of like if you're I'm on the video, this, the base of this tree behind me.
1: And It, it was cool. It was really cool to see that it, it was a...
0: actually it's the color of your wall, basically.
1: This one, <laughs> right Yeah, that
0: one. The idea was to start with these. We found these, uh, I think they held 15 4x6 prints in kind of a diamond shape. Okay. And you could hang it vertically or horizontally. And our vision was let's start with three of these. Hang two vertically and one horizontally so that we can have portrait and landscape prints. We'll put those on the wall. And then we got a whole bunch of um, really thick poster board. Hmm. I can't think of what it's called, You got to like a hobby store.
1: Man, this is like a whole Pinterest uh, project d- here.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. You got a blog about and this. My wife did most of the work, <laughs> um, but she loved doing it. And I loved the end, the end result that we got out of it. So at the end of the day, we had probably, I'm going to guess, closer to a hundred photos on that wall all of them framed in in this black mat um, and just sort of stacked all over the place. And that was just this vision that you would walk into our house and you'd see years and years of this story. We had like her family and my family. And then we had where they blended and we had pets and we had, you know, extended relatives. And it was just this awesome, awesome project.
1: What do you do when they go out of date though? Do you do you leave the old ones from three years ago in there? Do you take them out?
0: My wife would rotate them. Seriously? She made a habit of every couple of months of rotating those photos and keeping them in season. Yeah. In season? So it's like a manual version.
1: Of wow. <laughs> it's
0: like a manual version of that LCD uh you know photo frame. Yeah. But um we've changed a little bit since since then. Um we just don't have the same type of space here, we haven't figured out quite yet how we're going to do a photo display here, but we're getting closer. What we do have, as far as on the walls, um, I think there are, there's these combo prints. They're like a 10 by 14 or something. One for each kid Uh, as you you come in the house and uh, sort of walk up the stairs into the main room. Um, you go past three of these, so you can see each kit, and they each each one is made up of three prints, so it's a collage.
1: Okay, I think I I think I recall what you're talking about.
0: Um, and then, though, let's see. The other thing that we have is sort of like like this artwork board behind me, um, but it's got different photos of the family members and. It's kind of that same idea of sort of that huge photo wall, but it's much more toned down. Um, And it's got some very carefully selected photos on it. One of them is one that... It's just all three of our kids sitting there with their feet out front. And the only thing in the photo is their toes. It's their bare feet.
1: So, all right. So, let me stop you for before you get too far. There's probably some listeners out there who have a library on their computer with thousands of photos and they they might be thinking okay that's great um what what phil what you're doing sounds really cool and and i'm thinking that at the same time how do you decide what what photos to print and how do you decide which ones are frame worthy Mm -hmm. versus scrapbook worthy i mean these are some of the barriers that people face when they're thinking about getting photos printed
0: I think you just get better at that over time. Okay. I think it helps to have a good idea of what you want to accomplish first, instead of saying, uh, I want to get ten photos printed and make something out of them, or just, you know, get ten mm. get the X number of photos printed. I think it helps to have an idea of what your end goal is.
1: That's a good idea. I didn't talk really so about that. Say, All
0: right. I know that I need uh, two landscapes and two portraits of each kid, and and then a, one of the family. Because this is the this is what I'm going for. These here's what my walls look like in the house. There's going to be a foot there, there, and there. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I would like to see. And uh, for me, that approach works a lot better because you end up being very selective about what you do choose, and you're sort of forced into picking. In in our case with the three kids, we've got a very similar photo age wise, like a you know, an infant, two year old, and a older like a five or something like that. Three you know, three different versions, but the same sort of spread, or the same idea, okay. one for each kid, in three very specifically chosen
1: places. Well and honestly, I think that that approach would probably help um Someone who's just not really sure what to do with all the photos on their computer, if you have a concept in mind of i I want um similar photos at similar stages of life or i I want a um a, 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 the the birthday party photo of the kid blowing out their candles or something and i I know that I want that photo um then that can sort of guide your your thinking as you are taking your pictures and if you if you kind of have the end result in mind, then you'll be more likely to take pictures and then print pictures that meet that end result. Otherwise, it's it's just sort of a nebulous goal that doesn't really have focus. And you say, Well, we should get photos printed. Okay, what what kind of photos should we print? I don't know. Let's get some that looks good. What looks good? And so you end up with this rabbit hole of questions. But what you're saying, Phil, is no, no start with Uh, the end in mind and say like i i've got this frame that looks really good right here and it the wall color is red so it needs to we need we need photos of the kids where they're each wearing um, a red shirt so it matches the wall or something and now you're starting to guide the process uh, the mental process of taking those pictures
0: yeah you kind of do it in reverse i think
1: well, and, and you guys you
0: start with where you want to end up and then you work backwards to get the photos and go, you go ahead. You're going to ask. Well,
1: and, and even you guys, even, even um, having vertical and horizontal frames. So now you know that when you're out taking pictures of the kids, you, you better make sure there's a horizontal one in there because that horizontal frame on the wall, that's, that's like four months out of date. And so you need to make sure you get a horizontal. Otherwise you might not do that. And it, it, yeah, it, I think it,
0: it's good to just have that in the back of your mind that there there is a reason I'm taking all these photos because some of them will go on the wall, uh, you know, in these situations. And real quick, I want to move on to to uh, sort of the other thing, and that's photo books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I I think we're entering this. This is what Google really wants to do: is make those decisions for you. They really want to. Analyze your photos and say, "Hey, these are the best ones. Boo, Trust
1: me." Boo, right? boo, on Google. You, Don't you know like what I'm talking it. about? Though. Don't like it. Hey, <laughs> they're Google. trying to
0: say you going go okay, jump out the window. Ten photos of this, and we've looked them all over. Here's the best one. Hey, look, we even took a smile from this one and put it on this one because no, now forget that
1: no <laughs> no i will never buy that book and and uh and how does how does google know my criteria for judging they don't, the best they don't. oh that's a whole other thing but but i i come back to i think the idea of automating the process uh, it, i i'm i'm a fan of that idea and and so yeah we can go on about what Google does but I do think they're solving a, a problem that needs to be solved. Sure, sure. Um, but you Just mentioned it's not for everybody. Yeah, and and you mentioned photo books and honestly if I think about what you're saying and what we've kind of explored here that has guided our approach towards photo books and we've we've sort of decided that that's our middle ground is if I look right over there which you can't see um but, but I'm pointing off screen here. There's a stack of, I think, six photo books um, starting in 2011. And I can walk over there and, and pull out basically a yearbook and immediately leaf through it and see pictures. Now, someone might say, well, why don't you just pull out your phone or pull out your computer? It's not the same. And I've seen this over and over. When visitors come over, especially when family comes over, if we pull out the photo books and people page through it, we get a totally different reaction than if we just pull up old photos on the computer. And as we're taking photos throughout the year, my wife and I will will kind of keep that in mind that, oh yeah, we need this particular shot for the photo book. Or don't forget to get one of all three kids at this thing because we did that last year for the photo book. So we might not have our pictures displayed on the wall, but we really have tried to be consistent about getting those photo books made because that's that's how we... Have has sort of decided to get prints made of our pictures.
0: I think that's awesome, and I think it's it's interesting that you you have them sitting out so that you have like an end table or something where they're just sitting there, and that's yeah. their place.
1: Yeah. And and we thought about keeping them in behind a, a cabinet, like behind a glass door, um, but we we just decided that if we went to the trouble of making these. We want people to see them. So we just have them out and you can walk over and pick up a photo book and check out the year 2012 and what it looked like at our, in our family.
0: That's really cool. That's, that's actually one thing we're missing because I've got, um, I've got four photo books in front of me. Uh, I have some design tips from my wife that I'm going to bring up Excellent. and, uh, these all four of these came out of a bookshelf. And we hadn't touched them in months, hmm. and I kind of I, I I really like the way you have that. Maybe it's so simple. Just don't put them on a shelf where they blend in with all the other books and board games. Put them on an end table. Put them somewhere where you can get a little get a tiny little uh, shelf for your wall, and just leave it sitting there. You know.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's
0: a wall, I mean, right? Instead and, of a frame for one, you've got a book. It's like a little
1: our display was, of your photo books. And what's the worst that could happen? They get damaged? Well, we still have the digitals, so we still have our pictures. Um, in our case, the photo book company got bought out, and so we can't actually go back yeah. and get the books reprinted. But it's a, it's a risk we're willing to take because um, we still, I guess, could construct it from scratch. We have all the digitals, so... Yeah, if the books get a little uh, bent or worn, then that means people are looking th- through them, and that's good. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: that so, adds more. That adds more. As Calvin's dad would say, it adds character.
1: It does. Yeah, it adds character. Uh, so, Phil, what do you got for show and tell here? Sure. I'm, I'm, um. So I I asked my wife about theory. because she's hmm? I'm, I'm anxious to see what oh, you got. You're, you're
0: anxious. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um. So I asked my wife because she's the one that really does this printing, you know, what kind of her thoughts and tips were. And she pulled out these four photo books and just went into way more detail than we had time to go into about how she builds these things and how much thought goes into them and showed me over time. And so I thought I'd bring that up and just share it with, with our listeners that you can – you can build these things super quick uh, and get results that are okay. Or like you were talking about earlier, spend the time that it really does take. And I think you'll appreciate, appreciate the results more mm-hmm. if you do spend more time, you know, do it a couple nights a week for an hour or two here and there and spend a month putting the thing together. Cause you won't regret it. Yeah. And I'm not saying th- these aren't rushed, but um so in this in this particular book, we've got this is from 2012, and it's one of the first ones that we did. And so this won't work if you're not watching the video, but uh, Simon, maybe you can help me here. The idea in here is that we've got one print on each page. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. And and for yeah, the audio listeners, he's flipping through the pages, dull. and each page has one picture of their kids.
0: That's it. There's a background. And so this one has a three is a little collage. Yeah, sure. It's just, that's it. it's just one print per page.
1: looks and really nice. It's classy.
0: Thank you. That's, I don't know where we got this from. Uh, doesn't even say on here. Oh, portrait innovations. That's one of our favorite places to go. Um,
1: that's just a local place, right?
0: I'm not sure, but I'm not sure if it's local or not. Um, so so I guess were, that yeah. one was from 2012. And that was sort of a more simpler thing. This one that I've got here is from. Well, this is also from the same year, but it's it's one that we built over time. Okay. And here I'll just bring up. Uh, here, this is a page uh, about a baptism. My daughter's baptism.
1: Hey, I see and some it's people got a are story on it that, it.
0: that we wrote. It's got three bigger pictures on one page, and then four, not a collage, but four separate chosen prints on the next page. So you can look at this single page laying open and say, hey, this whole page tells the story. And you can look at all these prints and see, get get an idea of what happened in that entire trip or entire experience on one page and it's, there's something more tangible, more memorable about seeing, seeing your photos that way instead of, because it tells more of a story having mm-hmm. fun like that. Whereas if you've got one print per page or maybe two prints per page, oh,
1: then I you're in you're then
0: you're sort of in that flipping through the cell phone
1: thing. Yes. It, because it just, doesn't tell you know, that flip, story.
0: Flip. Yeah, look through the pages trying to find um you know you maybe comment on one and say, oh that one's pretty cool and then mm-hmm.
1: no it oh, and, here, and one, that... I've
0: got one more. I've got one more I'm gonna show you. Okay. Um there's a there's a handsome guy in here too. Must be Phil. Yeah. This is actually from a trip to Oklahoma. Aha. Uh-huh. And these these have Same idea. They've got bigger photos on one side of the page and then a whole bunch of smaller photos on the other side of the page.
1: And they all tell that same story, though.
0: uh, This thing here just shows a day at the park and a visit to the zoo. And then the next page is something else. Mm -hmm. But you sit there and you can look at those pages and then you can go on telling that story. To the people who are looking to that book, you can talk for a half an hour about your trip to the zoo and say, oh, that turtle. Remember that turtle? And yeah, and the kid will be like, oh, we fed him this thing and blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah. And And it'll just keep on going. You know, it's interesting you say that because the storytelling element, I feel like so much we try and capture that storytelling element digitally. And for the whole of human history, the only way that we could pass stories on was through oral tradition i had to tell you a story until we invented language but even then a lot a lot the the literacy rate was a barrier and so you had to learn how to read and write and now we we still but um, we, we have much more access to storytelling but there's something very primal in passing down stories orally and if i'm looking through a photo book it's generally a collaborative process so i'm looking at your photo book phil and you are part of my experience because you are telling me about the photos, and so as I'm as I'm leafing through, we're dialoguing about these pictures, and you're telling me stories about what's happening, and you're filling in all these blanks because I might see a, the turtle that you mentioned, and I might see. An ice cream cone. You're one of your kids eating ice cream, but but you're f- filling in the blanks and you're telling me, oh yeah. So first we went to see a turtle, and then this happened, and then this happened. and Then uh, my daughter was hungry, so we got an ice cream. And now we're combining these these that we're we're basically doing what our ancestors did from time immemorial, looking at cave paintings on the wall. We're we're seeing a visual record, and then we're telling the story behind that visual record. Whereas now there's a tendency to record everything and video everything and take photos of everything so we don't well i don't even know why um but you know what i mean you you go to an event your kids play and there's half the people in the audience are videoing the whole thing and i i think i'm not saying that's good or bad i'm just saying that there's something really primal about the human experience when we talk about looking through physical pictures and telling the stories behind those pictures. And what you've described here with, with your photo books, having a continuity of experience across a, a set of pages, it allows that story to be told much more than just isolated pictures here and here of one kid on this page, one kid on this page, and, and there's no story behind it. So I think what you're saying is a fantastic idea And if anyone is looking to get into printing a photo book, that's a good way to go. Find a way to tell a story visually across the pages.
0: I feel like you just pulled a mic drop on this whole show.
1: (laughs) Well,
0: because, yeah, the, the the primal experience of cave paintings, that's what that's what this is in my
1: wall yeah, um, in my and office. And you're 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 in a basement. You're is. literally in a cave right now, Phil. And if I were to walk cave. down, have my little fire torch and see hieroglyphs, scratchings, I'm I'm looking at pictures on the wall and I'm coming to your cave house and you're telling me stories about your kids. The same the the exact hundred percent same way our ancestors did it from the the long before human history began so um that's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool like i think we're 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 speaking to the power of the printed photograph here um we're also speaking to the length of this podcast (laughs) and i promised at the at the outset i promised some some hard advice so phil tell people where do you get your pictures printed
0: Okay, um, most of our prints that we're just going to put in a frame or shoot, yeah. I mean, if we're just getting prints made, they're Walgreens. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're cheap. It's it's a mile away, and heck, the last time I needed a print for something, I needed one print, and so it cost me twenty nine cents. Mm-hmm. And I stopped in after I picked the kids up from school needed. That's where we go to get that kind of thing done. Um, for for something a little more professional, I mentioned a place called Portrait Innovations that is here in Lincoln. I don't know if it's uh, across the country or not. My wife thought it was. Uh, you asked me if it was. I said, I don't know. Okay. So. Um,
1: and you you will take your photos there to get them printed?
0: No, we go there to get photos oh, taken, okay. and then for the express purpose of getting prints made.
1: Okay, that's okay. where
0: some of these books come from. Um, it's that we can we can lay out the books and and order them okay. right there. Sure, uh, sure. Shoot, let me see. Some of these other ones came from one of those really the the Indian product's nice, but it was one of those really crappy websites where you have to download like, my publisher. My publisher, yeah. horrible software on the you know computer. What? That's what this we, is. My publisher, I,
1: and Dang. I think we might have. Don't reco- even get me started. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, we. So my publisher is what we used um, for our photo books, and they were recommended to us. And I think my wife might have actually recommended them to your wife. Um, and I, we, we can't stand that place because the the software is so bad. And then they got bought out, so you can't even go back there anymore. Um and for a while we used them because we didn't really know anything else. And mm-hmm. now so much of this is done in the browser rather than software that you download. That's a lot it's a lot easier. But we we're the same way. We get photos from Walgreens. And if you look at the quality of prints, I don't know, man. They look okay. Um
0: Yeah, they're good I, enough for most of the things we're gonna
1: do. Yeah, if if we want uh a higher level of quality we go online to mpix.com or dot but honestly the I, I i'm no expert in colorization they all look pretty good we get our christmas card photo um we i i design our our photo every year the the photo that we put out on our christmas card um i take a family photo and then i add text and graphics and stuff and i just get it printed as if it were a four by six print. It's not like a special deal. I go to Walgreens and get 29 cent mm-hmm. prints, only 300 of them. And for those, we have noticed that we're not super happy with the Walgreens prints. They come out a little washed out and things like that, that I don't normally notice on regular prints of my kids whenever I do get it made. So then we go to a slightly fancier place like Mpix or Adorama Pix. Um, but um, other, other than that, the place that we're investigating now that my publisher got shut down is uh, Shutterfly, which I think is the place that actually bought my publisher. And I, I sat and set up accounts at probably eight or nine photo book websites, uploaded sample photos, played around with software in an effort to find a really good one. I don't know; They're, mm-hmm. they all got their ups and downs, but I kept on coming back to Shutterfly mostly because it it's easy to use. Um. Our uncle, Frank, actually owns a photo printing place in Waite Park, Minnesota, called The Camera Shop. And they do prints in-house. And if anyone wants to get some photos printed, you can send them up to The Camera Shop. But um, as I was, as Phil and I sat down to record this, I showed Phil the most recent issue of Consumer Reports. This is the um, December 2017 issue. It came in my mailbox today. And as luck would have it, they have a four-page article on where to get your photos printed. So, uh, Phil, do you know where they say to get their photos, your photos printed? Any any guesses? Um, not a, a clue. <laughs> okay, so um, I'll, I'll just read a small blurb here. It says, after testing photo print quality of top 10 services plus two of our own top-scoring home printers, we applied numerical values. Basically, they submitted a whole bunch of photos to a whole bunch of sites and, and got the results back and they rated them and ranked them. You know what the number one place was that they recommend? Walmart. Walgreens. No. I'll I'll show you. I've got the video right here. Walgreens. Um they they recommend Walgreens. Um and then right under that is AdoramaPix.com and walmart is number three (laughs) can you believe it (laughs) um and it's so it's so funny because they you wouldn't think walgreens of all places and honestly that's where i say i disagree because i actually don't like the walgreens prints i think they're okay but they're also convenient and that's why i i like them they're just down the street um but according to consumer reports Walgreens is one of the best places you can go. And the 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 fancy ones, there's one called Nations Photo Lab, which they review in here. And that's one of the, the more kind of elite places. They didn't even rank them that high. They said Nations was like number eight or nine on their list. So to me, if anyone out there is is wondering about all this stuff with printing and they're finally ready to get prints made but you don't know where to get your prints made – you just want good prints, apparently Walgreens is awesome. And you might quibble over like, well, this doesn't look as bright and whatnot. But man, if you, if that's your barrier, if you just don't know where to get your photos printed, Consumer Reports says Walgreens is the number one place, followed by Adorama Picks, which is online, which is similarly priced, and then third is Walmart. So I guess my advice would be, don't let that be the barrier. The place you get your photos printed shouldn't be the stop gap, um, or, or the one roadblock. Because just take them to Walgreens and you'll be fine. The yeah. other the
0: other that's, that's crazy. I didn't think that, I, that Walgreens would pop that list. But I the no convenience idea. is there. Yeah. And I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. If you're not <laughs> sure where to get started, it's so cheap. Yeah. It spend is. a couple bucks, get your prints made, and yeah. you'll probably like what you
1: Yeah. If you're an Amazon Prime member, Amazon has a photo service. They do four by six prints for like nine cents apiece. And you get free shipping, I think, if you're a Prime member. Maybe you have to a minimum order or something, but um that it might be an option. But don't let that be the barrier. Just if you if you at all want to get some prints made, just get your prints made at Walgreens for crying out loud, or go to Amazon where you probably have prime anyway. Um, If it's important to you to get the prints, don't spend days trying to find the best place because there's probably Walgreens in your town that'll do it. Um, I also want to mention one more thing before we close down. There's a place online called chatbooks.com, and they send you – they're like a middle ground between what you're talking about with Google, where Google picks the best photos. If you go to chatbooks.com, basically you link it up to your Instagram, and – They take the logic of if you're posting a photo to Instagram, you probably already think it's a good photo. And every interval, they just send you a photo book because you've already done the job of curating and culling through your photos. And after 60 photos, after you post 60 photos to Instagram, they will just send you a book of those 60 photos. And I think it's a monthly fee like hmm. like eight bucks That's a month or something or maybe it's eight dollars per book but they rem they they have this middle ground because they figure you've already done the job of picking quote the best photos and you can opt for a preview so they'll they'll send you an email and say we've we've finished making your photo book do you want to double check it and maybe you've got some pictures of your lunch or something that you don't want in a photo book but they they take um the the idea that rather than making the photo book creation the barrier to entry they just do it for you but they make sure you've already selected the photos because you post them on instagram so um we don't subscribe to it what's it called again chatbooks.com chatbooks Hmm. and we don't subscribe to it but i've seen it and it looks fantastic so i can't recommend it but i would say check it out um phil we are we are way over time (laughs)
0: Yeah, this feels like all right. This feels like this might be our longest show yet, but it, this yeah, is, I just this. This,
1: and, this topic is just so fun. And um, go ahead. Well, I'll. Is there anything else you want to mention?
0: Oh gosh, um, I don't think so. I, I I think we hit just about everything. Um, one concern that you might ask at some point is is my is my camera good enough? Is this mm-hmm. point and shoot good mm-hmm. enough? Is my cell phone good enough? How yeah. many megapixels do I need? Well, that, that same thing we just talked about, just get some prints made and, and try it. I mean, yeah. Apple and Google and Samsung, they have some of the best cameras on the phones that you can in the world, period. And you will not be disappointed with prints of those photos. Yeah. You got a cheaper cell phone? maybe but just print some photos They're they're 25 cents or nine cents or whatever Mm. Um, generally speaking if it looks good on your phone it'll look pretty good when you get it printed. exactly at a small scale exactly don't don't get posters made of something you took with you know your kid's cell phone but we're not talking about posters
1: and and the final thought i want to add in in that same vein is regarding megapixels um, the, the recommended minimum dpi or dots per inch for a photo is about 200 so in if you measure out an inch on a piece of paper 200 dots would fit in that inch um, and generally if you print a photo at 200 dpi you it will look fine it won't look pixelated or blocky phil do you know how many megapixels a four by six photo is
0: I don't, but I'm going to guess maybe three or four.
1: One. It's actually less than one megapixel. Okay. It's about 0. 0.9 megapixels. And so your camera phone, 12 megapixels. Your DSLR, it's probably 24 megapixels. That means you can print any picture you want. At a 4 by 6 8 by 10 it's going to be fine. And if you've got a DSLR or even a phone and you crop it way in go ahead and get that printed. Don't worry about, don't worry about the megapixels. Don't worry about the phone. The, the, the fact that it's a camera phone. Um, don't worry about any of this stuff about where to get your prints made because guess what? Walgreens has the best. (laughs) Your phone is fine. It's got enough megapixels. Just get, just make prints and it's all good. So, all right.
0: Thank Um, you. Thank you for wrapping that up. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if you're still, if you're still with us, um, Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's great that we've, we've done 10, 10 of these shows and uh, I think it's, it's great. This is awesome. Um, I hope we can keep doing a lot more. And we shall. on that note, already what we're going to talk about next time.
1: Yep. So our next show topic is going to be uh, formal photo sessions. And Phil and I are going to talk about that whole process. When do we get formal photos made? Where do we go? Um why, why is it important to get formal versus informal? Like what are the benefits of getting photo? What about money? How much money do we spend on this? Um, because there's a lot of people out there who, if you're like us, you go years between getting a formal photo session and maybe there's things that, uh, there's things that we're not considering. So we're just going to discuss the concept of formal photo sessions. Yeah, that's
0: right. It's going to be, going to be a good one.
1: All right. Okay, Phil. Okay, well,
0: thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your time, Simon. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks everybody for sticking around and uh, we'll catch you guys next time.